Hi, welcome back to Mind Your Body. It's been a while and I'm excited to share with you today's episode an interview with the lovely Jody Wager who tells us about her interworld of massage therapy and dance movement therapy and amazing conversation about the body and inside the body and story and trauma in the body and all the good stuff about the body. Did I say the word body enough? <laughs> so before we get into that, I want to invite you to my group. It's my free online Facebook group. I just started it. It's called a lasting love movement. And yes, that is a play on words. And it's for women, including transgender, non-binary, but main, primarily identifying as women who want to create lasting, loving relationships in their lives. But they know they're blocking it right now because there's trauma and stress that is just stuck in their cells and they are ready and they want to release it through dance and movement and body. And what we'll do is have a safe space to really grow together, to really share our stories and inspirations without getting stuck in old stories. And we're gonna have a weekly dance party so that you can express your most amazing badass self in a supportive community. And I do hold a good group because I have years and years of facilitating safe groups. I've done it for um, a lot of different environments and I'm so excited to hold this online space and really help you create love, lasting relationships in your life all around, especially with yourself. So if you want to join, you can search The Lasting Love Movement, and I'll also attach a link in the, in the episode notes below. All right, let's get to it. This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. All right, so today we have Jody Wager with us, and she's going to talk about the integrating worlds of dance therapy and massage therapy. So, Jody, thank you so much for being here, and I'd love it if you could introduce yourself. Sure, thank you, Orit. It is my pleasure to be here with you and to be here with everybody who's watching. Um, as Arit says, my name is Jody. I am a dance movement therapist, and I'm also a massage therapist. And sometimes I even refer to myself as a body psychotherapist, because for me, I've done a whole lot of integration over the years of combining my work as a massage therapist and a dance therapist, and then the work that I sometimes do that bridges those two worlds. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get into both of these worlds? Like, how did they come together for you? Mm. So um, where does that story begin? I guess I was, I was living in Washington, D.C., which is where I still am just outside. But I had just finished my internship at St. Elizabeth's Hospital, which is in Southeast Washington, DC. And I had my first job as a dance therapist in Rockville, Maryland. I had moved down from New York City. I had done my graduate work in dance therapy at Hunter College, interned at St. E's, landed my first job in Washington. And, and so 
you know, here I am. So I was working as a dance therapist, loving my work, completely satisfied and feeling like I was on that path and uh, moving forward. And one weekend we had um, a chapter event. I got actively involved in the local chapter of dance therapy. And we had this weekend um, retreat kind of workshop where um, we were focusing on self-care and things of that sort. And one of my colleagues, it was Christine Caldwell, who was down here, mentioned to me that there was this really awesome massage therapy school and she knew these people that worked there and she'd um, maybe even taken some classes there. And she encouraged me for some reason to check it out. I think she knew that they were having this open house. And so I went, I checked it out and they were having also a, a weekend training in massage therapy. I had really minimal exposure to massage or the world of massage before then, um, except for informal, you know, back rubs that we would give one another in my family. And um, so I checked out this school in Washington, DC. I went to this weekend workshop and there I had sort of the same kind of aha moment that I had when I first discovered dance therapy back in the mid seventies. It was like something clicked for me. Something felt so right. I was so drawn to the work. I was drawn to the instructors. There were two women in particular who were just amazing and welcoming and the whole environment was fabulous. And I was like, okay, sign me up. And I literally took the weekend workshop, Saturday, Sunday, and signed up for the training, which began the next Monday. And I was in. And it was a, a year-long program. And the name of the school is the Potomac Massage Training Institute. It's still around. Uh, it was a one-year, I think I went two to three evenings a week. It was pretty intense. We studied anatomy, kinesiology, and massage therapy techniques. Um, first semester was Swedish massage. Second semester was more deep tissue and a little bit of integration. And, you know, and so there I was, you know, I went through this program. I was working full-time as a dance therapist during the days. In the evenings, I was training and practicing and um, you know, so it just felt like a really good fit. Even though in that moment, I was not looking for anything more in my life. I was really truly satisfied. Um, so I, I'm, I'm still sort of um, somewhat surprised, I guess, that it, it found me because that's what I feel like happened. It's like I, I didn't find it, it found me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this because I get massages regularly. I go every three weeks. And I actually have thought a lot deeper about massages as a dance therapist. Mm -hmm. So now I can ask you some questions that maybe some other people are wondering. And so just in terms of getting a massage, like as a dance therapist, I feel like I know my body and how it moves, but when I get on the table, I'm not sure 
what to ask for. I'm not sure if I'm feeling the right things or not. Um, and I just would love to get your opinion on, you know, how do we know what feels right? How do we um, speak up or, or ask for different pressure and, and so on? Like, how do we make it the best possible experience for us? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's such a great question. And I think it's such a great topic. And I, and I think about this a lot as a therapist too, and I suspect you and maybe some of the other dance therapists that are watching will also sort of resonate with what I'm about to say, which is the message is clearly uh, that you are in charge of your body, right? At all times. So that when you're on the table, you also should feel, first of all, even before you get on the table, I would say to you and everybody else, it's kind of like shopping around for a good therapist, right? I would say, it's all about the relationship. It's all about the fit. So if, if this person isn't somebody whom you feel like you could trust, whom you can open up to, because it's a pretty vulnerable thing to do, right? To be lying on this table. You know, you've taken your clothing off even though you're under a sheet. Pretty exposed. You're letting them touch you. I can't think of a whole lot, uh, you know, a whole lot of other things that get a whole lot more personal and intimate than receiving a massage, right? And that's not even talking about the power of touch, right? The power of breath and movement. Again, as dance therapists, we know this. So it's all about the relationship. And I'll segue here for just a moment to say that after I went through that training, I went right into a biz, I went right into private practice. My interest was not to work for other people. It was really to build a private practice. And ultimately I thought I would build it and expand my dance therapy into it and my supervision into it. And so, um, so I'm building this practice and uh, I was invited to come back to the school and teach essentially. They invited me to come back to be an instructor knowing again that I was trained as a dance therapist and that my background was in psychotherapy and they were really interested in my take on, on the body-mind connection and the relationship that gets developed between client and therapist and also some professional boundaries and issues around that. So I taught there for 10 years and what I learned as a teacher of massage therapy and body work was um, that it's kind of like anything else, I suppose, or certainly it's like dance therapy. People could learn the technique, right? And they could even have really good hands and know how to do that stroke in, in a nice sort of way. But if they don't have that ability to engage and to attune with kind of dance therapy language, um, that relationship won't work. And the massage will not necessarily feel right to you. So it's all to say, you can have great hands, you can know your DMT skills, you can have all that stuff down, whatever field I'm talking about here. Um, it's about establishing that relationship and knowing how to engage with somebody and how to make them feel comfortable and welcome and to feel safe enough to get on your table to receive your touch. So what I will always say to my clients on the table is this, is, this is your session and you are in charge of your body. 
And if I do anything, if my pressure is either too firm or too light, please let me know. If there is something that's feeling a little more vulnerable and you want me to avoid the area altogether, please let me know. You are in charge of this session. And, and so, and then I might just kind of playfully say, you know, feel free to like go off. Don't feel like you have to engage in conversation because some people might want to. But, but this is something that I do want you to speak up about, right? Other than this, you can be completely silent. Yeah. And so I always leave time at the start of the session to do a check-in, to invite people to tell me, how are you doing today? Or how have you been this month? And what are you hoping to get out of this session today? What do you need? And, um, and so it's through that conversation that I'm going to start sort of choreographing the session in my mind. And I may check in along the way. Often I don't even need to check in with language because I usually get my answers by what I'm feeling in their tissue, in their muscles. Um, so it's very intuitive in that way as well. And then at the end of the session, after they've gotten off the table, they've gotten dressed, I will come back and, and we'll just take a moment to, um, well, I like them to take a moment to sort of get grounded, have a little water before they're getting in their car and driving off, right? I don't want people leaving necessarily in a very ungrounded sort of way if I know they're traveling um, in particular, but and, and so then I might ask, you know, how are you feeling now? You know, now that you're out of the table. So this is a moment where I might focus on transitioning from being, you know, on the table, lying out to being more vertical in the world and about to move out. Can you start to integrate and incorporate that body work as you move out of my office space? I don't necessarily talk about it in that language unless I've contracted with that client to do more emotional or psychological processing with them. But this is my take on these last few minutes, just to help them begin to assimilate and integrate what they felt. Because one of my goals, they have their set of goals, but sort of a standard goal that I always, always bring into a session is to help people have more of a relationship with their body, to feel their body more fully and completely, to feel like they are really in their body more, feel, more fully, more completely. Um, yeah. yeah. And some people will come in wanting that, right? And, and speaking to that. And sometimes they won't. Sometimes it might be, oh, I got this pain in my neck, and that's what gets them into the room and on the table. And then shortly after, maybe they start opening up and there are all these other things that come into play. But... You know, people come into the room for different reasons. And I, I meet them where they're at. love the way that you have talked about this in, in a relationship. Like I think about, and I'm guilty of this in the past, of Groupon shopping, right? Or you just get a discounted massage from all these different places and different therapists. And you never actually get the opportunity to go deeper in the relationship. And I've also had experiences where my massage therapist would ask me, okay, how are you doing? And, and they check in at the end too, but just the way that you said it right there, like I could feel a much deeper energy and like well-rounded awareness from the way that you're asking. And 
that's amazing. Yeah. You know? Well, clearly it's, it's my perspective, right? It's where I'm coming from. And I think when we go to places for massage, um, maybe in, in some of these um, shops in the, in the community, some of these organizations that are popping up, um, and I'm not, I'm not judging them. I think it's great that massage is, is becoming more mainstream and becoming more available to more people. I'm really in favor of that, as long as um, the training remains the same and um, the credentials remain the same. I, I feel like it's really important that, that people are properly trained if they're going to be touching people. Because as you and I know, and other therapists that may be watching this, the body is the container for our lives and our muscles have memories that hold on to all kinds of experiences, the positive ones, as well as the negative ones and the traumatic ones, right? So most therapists that work in a lot of these settings out in the communities these days, I doubt they're trained in working from a trauma-informed place, right? And I know, just because of the work that I've done, that, you know, sometimes a person's trauma or, or dis-ease is so under the surface, all I have to do is maybe place my hand on their chest or maybe even just invite them to breathe, right? And there could be a flooding of feelings. And I'm trained, right? So I feel like this is an area that is just, it's so critical, it's so important. And that's not to say that all therapists in these, in these different locations need to do that kind of work, but they should all know that at any moment, somebody can get onto their table and have a release of sorts, right? And in the massage school, when we were teaching our students about that, I certainly spoke to the release. It was not my job to teach them how to be a therapist, but I did teach them about how, creating, how to create a holding environment, how to do some grounding, and then how to talk to them about referring out and, and maybe considering finding somebody to talk with, right? So it's about recognizing your scope of practice and really working within yeah 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 and i think that's important to talk about too because while there can be a release there um before that there's a trigger like i i had this sense i'm going to use myself as a case study here um that i have some trauma stored in my sh my left shoulder because every time i get a deep pressure there it hurts and i have this immediate impulse response like why are you hurting me and it's just like I can sense that that's not a, something that's in the present. Like that's something that goes way back to my childhood. So how, I mean, I feel comfortable. I can ground myself, and regulate myself, but you know, what about the other people who are walking in and this stuff gets triggered? How can they make it a safe experience for, and if they don't have the pleasure of working with you and who's going to contain, how, how might that play out? Mm. I mean, that's a really powerful vignette. I, I would maybe even say a lot of people 
come in with much less body awareness. Um, and so it has not been my experience that people come in knowing that much about how their body is holding on to stuff like that. Um, so I feel like, you know, in this relationship and as the therapist, you know, my belief actually is that even when clients come in and they are meeting me for the first time and they say, I, I, I like really deep work. I just want you to really go at it. And my reaction is, or, or I'm coming for a full hour, but I don't want you to do any, I just want you to work on my neck for a full hour. I usually will tell them, and I'll tell them this on the phone because I do have a slight interview that I do on the phone before they waste their time and come to the, come to work with me. Um, I don't, I don't approach my work like that. So on a first session, I will not dive into deep tissue work. I don't feel prepared. I don't feel ready. I don't feel like the, the body knows me. And I don't feel like the body is going to open up to me. And I'm not just going to plow through. That just feels, for me, that just feels really uh, disrespectful and, and just too um, intrusive. So I will tell everybody that for the first session, at least, I will do a full body because that's my assessment. That's, that's the way I'm getting introduced to your body and I'm introducing me to you and you're getting used to my touch and my approach. So I think, I think we have to focus on building that relationship before you can start going into those deeper kinds of stories. And I think that's the same as, as being any kind of a therapist, right? Even as a dance therapist, I'm not going to meet somebody on the first couple of sessions and start asking them questions about some of their deepest, darkest memories. Or, you know, right. Trauma, right. That's like being a dance therapist too, where you have the assessment of the movements that they're showing in the first couple of sessions and building a foundation. like making sure there's a strong foundation in their bodies to explore it deeper. So I just, I love this strong parallel with dance therapy and, and like you said, other therapies as well, whatever their tool is, whatever their assessment. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's like, it's also like we warm up the body, right? We start our sessions off with this warm up to physically warm up the muscles and the body as well as emotionally warm up the space and the relationship and the group right? So um, I have ways of starting my massage sessions where I'm just introducing some light touch. I might do some more energetic work, right? Um, my warm-up actually starts from the moment they walk into the door where I do use my observation skills. I will let them enter the room before me. I am going to watch the way they move through space. I'm going to watch their body while it's vertical and what I'm seeing, how it's posturally held. I'm watching their gestures as they talk to me across, you know, when we're sitting in our chairs. Um, and then I'm listening to their language and the words that they use to describe how they're feeling and what they're here for. So that's part of my warm up. And then they get on the table and then I put my hands and then I'm watching their breathing and I'm watching the movements. So I'm still assessing. And then I start and I take my time because it is a process of letting go. Right. 
I'm not going to dive in too quickly because what happens if we dive in to a muscle too quickly, just like we dive into a psyche too quickly, for the most part, I think I'm going to be met with shutting down, right? It's, if I go in so quickly, that muscle's just going to push me out, right? So I like to play with it a little bit. I want to stay there for a moment. I want to wiggle it and, and get the joints moving a little bit. I want to warm that tissue. And then it starts just to melt. It's like butter melting. It's just softening. The muscle starts to soften. And then I can go in deeper, right? So, so working with the tissue is like working with the person, right? We warm up. We slowly open. We let that other person in. Right. So it's, it's almost like I'm doing this metaphoric work here, you know, working on the body when when it's about really this person letting me in. And some of my clients I've worked with now for 30 years. I mean, talk about long term work. Right. Yeah. They don't have to say a word. You know, they come in and it's like we just kind of look at each other and they just get on the table. I mean, it's it's an honor and an amazing um, experience to have been with them through a lifetime of events. And the interesting thing about being a massage therapist and a dance therapist and having a 30-year relationship is that they've also witnessed me going through events, right? Like when I had two children. That's something that's kind of hard to, you know, keep people from knowing, right? So all of a sudden, there's this intimacy that can develop between myself and my client it's it's something that we share right very deeply yeah do you ever get so in in your longer client relationships or shorter ones I'm thinking back to talking about all right let's just go deep let's just get in there and work it all out okay I completely resonate with that (laughs) desire and I, I see it in my clients all the time whether we're a month into the work or whether we're a year into the work is like, all right, let's just get through this. Let's just work through it. I just want to get to here. I'm still over here. Yes, and I just want to yes. see the process. Eagerness. Yeah. And how does that, like, what's your take on that? Because uh-huh. that was such an interesting point in the relationship where, yeah, just a lot comes out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love this question and I love this, part of the work too. Um, and, and so I've had different responses to it. Um, the conversation um, might go like this client saying, I am, I am just so frustrated. I am just so tired of this pain, you know? And, and, and so I, I, I empathize, I validate. And then I just remind them that, you know, we can only do as much as the body will let us do, right? And, and so it's this process of letting go of whatever it is, right? Now, some of my clients do contract with me to do something that, like I mentioned at the opening, is a little bit more body psychotherapy. So we may spend some time talking about, so what do you think this is, right? So if we were to ask the body, if we were to ask these muscles, what what is being held here, right? And, and so we might explore that relationship between the body-mind, but sort of the, the psychoeducation that I offer them, and I teach them a little bit about how muscles let go 
of stress and tension, what it feels like, and, and that it is a process. It doesn't just disappear. Um, and in order for that muscle to let go, the structure within it really needs to be strong enough. And that's like any defense mechanism, right? When we're trying to help people let go of some negative coping skills, some negative defense mechanism, we're not going to let them go unless we have something in its place, something that will support us. So I will talk about that too in terms of the body. This muscle, these tissues, this tissue will let go when, when it's ready, when it's no longer needed. And why might we need this? Well, sometimes we have tension to protect us. And sometimes we have tension to really sort of be our body's way of splinting, keeping us still. So I'm not all about let's just take that away, right? We have to understand how it's serving us. And then we talk a little bit about, you know, the process of that muscle gradually letting go. And one of the things that I try to help people understand is when the process actually happens over time and we really get to live in it over time, my belief is that it's more likely to stick right? If we do something that's really abrupt, if we maybe go in really, really deeply, really, really quickly, I have this image of like a rubber band and it's like we've pulled it, we pulled it, we pulled it. And then when we let it go, it completely recoils or it snaps. I would rather let's hang out here for a while and let's let it soften and like, let's let it get really used to being like this for a while. Okay. Let's live with that for a day or maybe a week. Now let's come back. And now let's go a little bit further with it. Let's take it a little bit further. And now let's, let's live with this for a little while. It's allowing the body to incorporate and integrate the work that it's receiving. And I believe if we really acknowledge that timing and honor that timing, that it's going to have longer lasting effects, right? I know that when I really work on my stretching, and I come to it every day and I keep working it and I keep working it. Eventually, man, I'm, I'm able to go into that split, which I haven't yet been able to do in a lifetime, but that's where I'm working. And I know that if I jump into that too quickly, I'm going to injure myself, quite frankly, right? Yeah. So timing, like therapy, timing is so critical. Yeah. Stuff is not going to happen until... The body's ready. Right. And if it happens too fast, like you said, there's going to be some unwanted consequences. It makes me think, I, I think so. going on a fast track diet, like right. yourself, right. you know, where right. maybe you'll see some results really quickly, but you also feel really terrible and you're going to bounce right back. That's a really good analogy. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could get injured or you could just have sort of this immediate response and then it just doesn't last as long because we haven't integrated it. Right. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, uh, I love the way that you um, frame it and it takes psych education and 
really the client's trust of their own body and trust of the process and trust of you that this is kind of the way that it, it needs to go. And sometimes when I'm working, and I'll do this whether I'm in a dance therapy session or a massage therapy session, if there are some really key points, I might, I might even ask a client, let's say the client on the table, when we're working in an area that's, let's say it's been a chronic issue and we're, and we're beginning to feel some movement and getting a little, I might invite them in that moment to take their hands and feel what I'm feeling. Mm. Or I might talk them through what I'm feeling and I might really invite them to speak about their body felt sense experience in that moment and add a little language to it so that we as an anchor almost so that we can talk about it later so that they can recall it later and so in a massage in a dance therapy session let's say we're doing some kind of work and i might take a moment whether it's i might even bring some touch into a dance therapy session some self-touch you know if the, if the patients are identifying some holding patterns and noticing where they they hold tension in their bodies i i bring self-touch into my dance therapy sessions all the time and i will do a little bit of psychoeducation and talk to them about that process of letting go and then we can easily make that leap to it's kind of like letting go of anything right feelings moving through the feelings it's this process versus just this happening yeah 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 that's amazing thank you you're welcome um we've reached about 30 minutes is there anything else that you yeah <laughs> that went fast yeah um but is there anything else that you'd like to share about just being in both worlds or any advice you want to give to people who are maybe a little bit afraid of the massage or you know, I never thought that I could love anything as much as I loved dance therapy. And, and I think dance therapy is still my first love, if truth be told. I love being a massage therapist as well and really working with people um, around this idea of, um, oh gosh, I mean, there's so much that, that people bring to the table, whether it's just around accepting um, the touch, feeling worthy, right? Thinking of it as such a, a decadent kind of thing. And, and one of my sort of important soapboxes is that really we all need to be touched. We know that, right? There's research, right, that speaks to the importance of touch. Um, and we all, um, you know, you don't have to be injured. You don't need to be hurt to, to come from massage. Right, that it's it's really good to be able to treat yourself on this um, on this level. Obviously, not everybody loves massage, but but there is a lot around self care, self love, self acceptance. Um, so yeah, so so what I think I've come to discover in in these forty some odd years of my doing both, and and sometimes I do bridge them together, like I've spoken of you know, some body psychotherapy where I might have somebody 
be on the table and maybe the next session they might be off the table and we might do some moving around areas that felt stuck. But for the most part, there is a part of me that feels like when I'm doing dance therapy, my massage therapist self is still present and I have such a knowledge and understanding of the human body that I love to share that with my clients. And that when I'm working with my clients on the table, I am working with them through the lens of a dance therapist too. And I am observing them, not just being still on my table, but I'm watching their movements. I'm watching their gentle, subtle gestures and posture and listening to their language and all of my DMT training comes into play. And so quite frankly, I feel like it's all becoming one and the same. It's one big thing that I do. It's like, I think it's all movement therapy, but the massage is a little more about the internal movement and, and dance therapy is a little more external, but I, I'm, I'm having a, uh, more and more difficult as the years go by, really separating the two for me. Yeah. And I, what's, is there a need to, you know, like I think that you <laughs> so much, you know, as long as the boundaries are there, because you're in a psychiatric hospital. Right. <laughs> That. Right. I don't practice massage therapy at the psychiatric hospital, actually. And in fact, I keep that, that, that's a very clear, very separated boundary. I don't even talk about being a massage therapist for the most part. Yeah. But I certainly bring my skills um, into my dance therapy sessions. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can tell by the way you talk about it, like, it's so integrated for you. And like the entire way you've talked about massage therapy is just, I can so relate as a dance therapist. So yeah, I love that. I love that you've integrated these two worlds and okay. makes you very unique, mm. gifted massage therapist and dance therapist. And I think anyone who works with you as a client, I'm sure as a colleague is very, very lucky. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. I've really, in, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And so I really appreciate having this opportunity. My pleasure.